Hello and welcome to In the Classroom, episode number 29. Today is October 25th, 2018, and in this episode, I share an excerpt from a class this week where I introduce a storytelling assignment for a Writing One class. In the Classroom with Benjamin Stewart, making teaching and learning more transparent, is a podcast for educators, instructional designers, administrators, trainers, or anyone who is interested in topics related to curriculum, assessment, instruction, and educational technologies. The goal is to provoke new ideas, perspectives, and context around teaching, learning, and educational leadership. I want to start off today by setting up uh, this clip. It's about 15 minutes, an an excerpt of a recent class that I uh, taught this week where I'm having my uh, English language learners um, look at an image, choose an image, create a story, find an image that motivates them to write a story, and to develop a paragraph. So it's it's a relatively short text, in fact, very short text, but I want them to start thinking about telling a story and uh, using a an image, it can be a painting or a picture, that really speaks to them and drives them and inspires them to, to write. So again, I am focusing on a Writing One class. This is a first semester course for students who are interested in pursuing a five a four-year degree in English language teaching. So we have a propedeutic year of remedial courses, and the course that I'm teaching this semester is a Writing One course. So these students are at about an A2 level, and so you'll notice that the way that I deliver the course or deliver my speech there are times where I'm slowing down. Uh, I'll slow down the pace a bit. I tend to repeat some of the words and um, trying to make the input more comprehensible to the uh, students. So in the excerpt, you'll notice that I start off by presenting the the linguistic objectives, the language objectives of the course. And, and really, there, there are three basic objectives that I want to uh, address uh, this week with this particular group. Number one, descriptive text, and we talk a lot about the use of adjectives, how to use the Internet to find certain types of objects and animals and, and uh, landscapes, maybe trees, for example, but that they find different types of these objects that they can include in their text. We talk about the comma usage, which is a, is a topic and an objective that we have almost every, every week. We talk a lot about the comma usage, being since it's one of the most uh, difficult punctuation marks that uh, students face. So we talk about that at the beginning of this, uh, this excerpt. And we also talk about transitions and different ways that they can try to write more cohesively, moving w- one idea to the next or from one sentence to the next. Also, another content objective, which is implicit in this uh, video, in this uh, audio, is the um, just the building of vocabulary around nature, primarily, and also getting used to telling a story. This is actually the first assignment that students were asked to create a story, and uh, giving them really free reign in deciding on what person to write, first person, second person, or third person, giving them choice if they want to talk in the present tense, the past tense, or the future tense, really giving them a lot of um, flexibility, really, to choose the topic that they want to write about. And then the last part of the excerpt, I will describe Google Classroom, how they can access the assignment. So 
the students all have access to a Google Classroom that they access every week, and uh, it's all each week is based on essential questions and. This particular assignment, I basically create uh, an assignment that students have their own copies of uh, the assignment sheet. And the assignment sheet starts off kind of as a template that basically is broken down into four sections. The first section is where they are to insert the image that they find online. And we talk about Creative Commons and making sure that the image is under a Creative Commons license so that they have permission to later upload it to their ePortfolio. The second part is a brainstorming uh, section, which, which is basically just a place for them to include a list of keywords along with those respective adjectives. Number three, the third section includes a mind map. So they'll write out in their notebook a uh, some sort of visual representation of the story that they later will include in their port their paragraph, and then take a picture and upload that to their assignment sheet. And then finally, the paragraph itself. Because all of these assignment sheets or handouts are through Google Classroom, I'll be able to periodically throughout the week provide feedback. But this will give you an idea about how I set it up, and I just wanted to share this with you. All right, my friends, today I want to give you time to begin our assignment for this week. Uh, the assignment for this week has been uploaded to Google Classroom, and I want to show you kind of go through one last time uh, what our assignment's going to be. But this week we're focusing on three main aspects. First, descriptive text. What do we mean by descriptive text? Adjectives and, and possibly adverbs, but especially adjectives. So yesterday we, uh, we looked at a painting that had a lot of animals and trees at a log cabin, and we talked about looking up using the internet, finding adjectives for certain items that we found in the image. So instead of saying, for example, a butterfly, we can say a monarch butterfly. Instead of saying just a frog, we can say a flying frog or a Wallace's flying uh, frog. So, so we want to make an effort this week to write more descriptively, to write a really good descriptive uh, story. Okay. Comma usage. We want to focus on a comma usage. We want to improve our comma usage. Everybody's improving. We want to continue improve to improve a little bit more our comma usage. So check your notes. Review your notes whenever you're writing your paragraph for this week. Check your notes of those four or five uses that we talked about in class and see if you can find those uses in your own work. Finally, transitions. We have three ways that we can offer transitions. What do I mean by transitions? Uh, moving from one sentence to the next. How we can make in those connections between one sentence to the next. What are the three ways that we can offer transitions? Sentence connectors. Good. Another reason. Another way. Okay, so theme and ream, I'm not going to include as a transition, but yes, we need to remember theme and ream. Very important to connect ideas. So, um, so we have sentence connectors. Okay, fanboys connects. What does fanboys connect? Main clauses in the same sentence. So that yes, those are really good to use in a compound sentence. But think about a sentence to sentence now. So sentence connectors can connect sentences. What else? 
Okay, and what kind of transition? So we have three types of transitions. Okay, and a subordinating conjunction begins a... Okay, so subordinating clause. Beginning a sentence with a subordinating clause is a way of connecting ideas from one sentence to the next. So sentence connectors, subordinating clauses, and what's the third transition? Prepositions. Okay, prepositions begin a prepositional phrase. So we call those introductory phrases because a prepositional phrase is one example. We also have participial phrases. Has anyone done their presentation on participials, present participials or past participials? No? Okay. So don't worry about that. Just think that a prepositional phrase, just remember that a prepositional phrase can, can begin a sentence, and that's a good way to connect ideas. Please, in your notes, please, in your notes, right next to the introductory phrases, if an introductory phrase has five words or more, what kind of punctuation mark do we need? A comma. So please, in your notes, find where you have those three transitions. After a transitional and introductory phrase, a prepositional phrase, if it has five or more words, we need a comma. Five or more words. Remember, this is at the beginning of the sentence. So this doesn't apply when it's in the middle of the sentence. But at the beginning of the sentence, if you begin with a prepositional phrase, or more generally, an introductory phrase, five or more words, a comma. So guess what? We've got, what do we need after a sentence connector? What kind of punctuation mark? Comma. Comma. What do we need after a subordinating clause that comes before the main clause and it's working as a transition? What, what kind of punctuation mark do we need? A comma. What kind of punctuation mark do we need in an introductory phrase that has five words or more? All right. So, comma use, we're focusing on the comma use. We're focusing on transitions. I want you to tell a story this week, but I want those sentences to flow. I want those ideas to connect so it, 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 the ideas aren't jumping from one idea to the next. And this is an easy way to do it, using transitions. Okay? So, descriptive text comma use and uh, transitions. That's what we want to focus on for this week. So let's look at the assignment if we go into Google Classroom for week 11. Gosh, can you believe it? Week 11 already. Mm-hmm. Cabin in nature story. So this is going to be our assignment. And each of you has this document in Google Docs. So here's what I want us to do. I want us to try to find, I would like for you to find an image. Now, the image can be a picture, it can be a painting, any type of image, but of a cabin in nature. A cabin in nature. So that should be what we all have have in common with our pictures. And I've included a link here called Creative Commons Search. We need to be careful which image that we use because we want to make sure that this image, uh, we have rights to be able to share this because we're actually going to, you're going to be including this in your e-portfolio later on. Okay, so anything that you include in your e-portfolio, you need to have rights to, uh, to share. So let's say that I want to find a cabin. I'm going to put in some keywords here. Cabin... 
And I'm going to try a painting because I like paintings. So I'm going to type in cabin, painting, <clears throat> and nature. All right, so I'm in a Creative Commons search, and I have two options. I can select Google Images, or I can select Flickr. I'm going to select Google Images first to see what I can get. All of these images now I can use. Okay, it's like a filter, right? So these images I can use, and I can share this, uh, any of these images in my ePortfolio. So I'm just going to go through here, and I'm going to try to find one that I like. You know, I kind of like this because I like a hammock. Look at that. But I want you to find an image that speaks to you. How, it, how does it communicate? What story is behind the image? All right, so I want you to find the image first. This is going to be the first step. Find an image that you like, that you look at, and you say, okay, there's a story there some, somewhere, somehow. It can be a true story. It can be a fictional story. Okay, it doesn't have to be a true story. It doesn't even have to be a story of your life. It can be, it can be if, it, if you want, but it doesn't have to be. You can choose whatever story you'd like, but choose an image that you, that you, uh, that you like, that you want to create the story. You're listening to In the Classroom with Benjamin Stewart, where each episode poses a through-line question or problem intended to generate dialogue around current issues that affect educational stakeholders who are concerned with improving learning outcomes. If you have anything to say about today's topic, send your comments and questions to www.benjaminlstewart.org. Once you've done that, if you scroll down here, I'd like for you to insert the image in this space. Below, I'd like for you to create a list of key words, brainstorming. So if you remember yesterday, so if you remember yesterday, we looked at, do I still have it here? <clears throat> yes. We looked at this, and we created a list of words. We said, okay, what are some key words? And we, we did a, a, a word cloud. All right, so you're going to do something uh, very similar with your, uh, with your own image. Use the Internet to find the adjectives, right? So if you want to talk about a frog in your story, find a type of frog. So type in, in the Internet and find a good type of frog that you want to include in your, in your story, right? So because this is where the Internet can help us write a more descriptive text, finding those, those adjectives. All right, so brainstorming. Here can be just a list of words, list of key words. Then we're going to do a mind map, like we're, we're experts now in mind maps. Now, the mind maps can be really anything that you, however you want. Uh, today, I'm going to do an example of a mind map, okay, a different example. But it's really wide open. Some students chose in Propea to put the title in the middle of their paper, put the title of their, their story, and then extend out, okay? Um, I think I did an example and I put, what did I put? I put cabin, I just put cabin in the middle. And then I extended out, um, you know, words that related to that, okay? I'll show you some examples here today, but I would like for you to upload your mind map and then your paragraph here, okay? So we've got four things. We've got the insert the image, your uh, your painting. 
or your image, uh, the brainstorm, then the mind map, and then the paragraph. Now this week, I would like for you to also share your document, your Google document, with a writing partner. So I want you to work very closely with your writing partner, leaving comments uh, in the document. Tomorrow, we'll have more time to do that. Okay, so today it's more, I think we need to spend more time finding the, the image and uploading this to our document and begin brainstorming and finding those key terms. But I want you to progress in this order. The order is very important. The image first, then the brainstorm, then the mind map, then your writing. We'll start today. I want to give you the rest of today to start on this. Um, I would like to see your mind map when you finish before you begin uh, drafting your text so I can give you some feedback. Tell a story like we did yesterday in class, right? Who, who are your characters? Decide who are your characters. Could be just you or some, one person. Uh, you can write in the first person, the second person, or the third person. Just be careful how you write it in the paragraph to not jump, jump around. Okay, my example, I'm looking at my image, trying to get a story, trying to get some words, some key words, and put some ideas together. So I've chosen my actors. They're brothers. Two boys. Sam and Mike. Okay? There's some sort of conflict and there's some sort of resolution. So I want to talk something about a resolution and a conflict in the story. Maybe frustration. Maybe I talk about acceptance. Maybe I talk about them wanting to play game, the chess, play chess to resolve their conflict. Maybe I want to talk about now the specifics of this wooden cabin. Now, I put wooden cabin in the middle. You can choose if you want to put one character, one person in the middle. Create the story around that person, including what's in the image. That's fine. But here I extend out. I have a 22 lace hammock. 22 laces. Because maybe I want to talk about that. Uh, we have an A-frame wooden cabin. So maybe I want to talk about something in the attic, if there's space up above. right? We call that the attic. So I can talk about that. There's a little pantoon boat, maybe, at the side of the, the, the house, the cabin. Maybe I'd want to talk about that. It's quiet. It's still. There are cedars of God. This is a type of tree. Cedars of God. I'm going to call that, I'm going to include cedars of God because I like that. Surrounded by tall cedars of God. There's sunlight that peeks through the tall cedars of God. So I'm, I'm already coming up with some key words here that I can include in my story as it relates to this image. But use the image to create the story. Think about a situation where there might be something going on in that particular image. The, the most information you can provide in your, your uh, mind map, the better. Because you want these examples as they extend out. You might also, I didn't do it here, I can say, I can use the question words, how? How did they arrive there? Why? Why do they go there? When do they go there? Okay, so if you want, you can use the question words also. That's another option. What's another option? You can use the five senses. Taste. So talk about taste. What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it smell like? 
That could also be an option for your mind map is to extend out based on the senses. Uh, I would like for it to be a cabin in nature. I would like for all of us to have something in common when we develop all of our, our paragraphs. But I'd like for you to choose your own image of a cabin, some sort of cabin. If you want it with animals, that's fine. If you don't want it with animals, that's fine. But something that has a cabin, something out in nature, so that we can kind of explore a story in uh, having that in common for all of us. Make sure you also come up with a good title. A good title, probably between 6 to 12 words, is a good number. Um, I, I personally like when you can use the same, like a lot of words that begin with the same letter. That's a good, sometimes that makes a good title. Um, bonding between boys in the woods. I could say bonding between brothers in the woods. I think that might even be better. Thanks for listening to In the Classroom with Benjamin Stewart. If you want to be part of the broadcast or just would like to leave feedback about the show, leave me a message at www.benjaminlstewart.org. In the Classroom, encouraging educators to think and do out loud.